Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. We are on this journey at the moment, even though we're in the beginning, we're in the book of Genesis, a character has been introduced into our story in the character of the serpent. And we have looked behind the serpent and we heard the voice and we saw the act of Satan. And we have asked ourselves, who was Satan? And we, the answer is, he was an angel. And that when he was created, he was not created Satan. He was created Lucifer. He was an angel that was created by God. And that has made us to then ask ourselves further question, who are angels? When were they created? What was the connection between the creation of the invisible angel and the creation of human? What are the nature of angels and what are their functions? And the last time we were looking at some of this question and we even saw a little bit of different types of angels. We ended by asking ourselves, what was the functions of angels? What was their function, which is still the function of angels? We said their mission is to execute divine commandment, is to execute divine bidding, is to execute divine pleasure, to do it efficiently and to do it speedily, to do it with speed and to do it with efficiency. And that was the job description for all angels, which obviously include Lucifer. Unfortunately, Lucifer rebelled against that. And we saw that when he rebelled, something happened. The Bible says that, that he was casted out. So when Satan rebelled, God casted him out. And the question we ended is, is that where did God cast him out to? Let's read Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 to 9. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angel fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. So Satan and his demons were cast out of heaven at the time of their original rebellion. And the question is, why? Why did God do that? We will come to that. One of the things you will see is that none of these things actually took God by surprise. Okay, Nothing that happened and nothing that will happen takes God by surprise. God sees way ahead and God has planned how things is going to work out. God has solution for any possible things that was going to happen. So let's go back. So that revelation that we read told us that it was casted down again to the earth. But when we read Job chapter 1, verse 6, and there is an interesting story that we read here. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. Let's read verse 7. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going where? To and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Let's read chapter 2, verse 1. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. Now, this is very, very important. When you read this Job 
and compare it to the revelation that we read before. So what is clear here is when the devil sinned in the beginning, it was casted out of heaven, but it was casted down to earth. But he still had access to heaven. The Bible is telling us here in Job chapter 1 verse 6 that when the sons of God, by the way, that that um, phrase, sons of God here, was talking about angels because sometimes angels are also called sons of God. Sons of God in the sense that God created them. Okay, that is the sense here. Not in the same sense that humans or believers are sons of God, but they are sons of God. The Bible called them sons of God. And that Job chapter 1 actually tend to suggest that Satan belonged, at least used to belong to that group. And he said again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them as if he was still one of them them to present himself before the Lord. So what we see here is that when Satan sinned from the beginning, when he fell, when he refused to keep his estate, the Bible says that he was casted out into the earth, but he still somehow had access to heaven. But that access will then be denied and they will be forever barred from heaven and eventually cast into the lake of fire for all eternity. See, what I'm saying is that when Satan sinned, there was something that needed to be changed. Okay, it affected heaven. That's my point. That the sin of Satan actually affected heaven because somehow, even though he was sent out of heaven, he could still have access to heaven. And that needed and that will be dealt with permanently. Okay, that was something the Lord has a plan to, to deal with permanently. But what we are saying here is that he still had that access, even though he was casted down, even though he rebelled. He said he was going to and fro throughout. When he was, so he was casted down to earth because he said it over there. He said, God said, where are you coming from? He said, I'm coming from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down. But that access will be denied. God needed to do something. God is going to do something <laughs> to deny that access and to forever bar the devil, Satan, from that access into heaven and to eventually cast him into the lake of fire for eternity. So this is very, very important. So Satan rebelled. He was casted down to the earth. He, he didn't keep his estate, but somehow he could still have access into heaven. He was casted down to earth. And since then, Satan embarked on a campaign to cause the creature to rebel against God, the creator, through the same pride that caused him to fall. And that has been his modus operandi. That has been his campaign. He went on this campaign to recruit creatures on his side against God. The first thing he did is that his rebellion actually first he led part of the angels to rebel against God. That was the first thing he did before the story that we read in the book of Genesis. So, Adam and Eve were not the first creature that Satan tried to recruit. He first led a part of the angels to rebel against God. Let's read that in Revelation chapter 12. We read verse 4 and we read verses 7 to 9. And he's still talking about Satan. And he still drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. 
verse 9, And the great dragon, he was cast into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now, it is very, very important. This was the rebellion. This was the mutiny that was taking place in the kingdom of God. Okay. So God created the angels. God created human. Okay. And somehow, in that timeline, Satan rebelled. He fell because of pride. And he was able to actually cause about one third of the angels, the Bible say, a third of the part of stars, the stars of heaven there is talking about angels. He was able to convince one third of the angels. And these are very, very important when we are talking about the issue with evil and the issue with sin. And that is why I'm taking my time to do this. Satan was created before sin was found in him. Okay, and we're going to look into that. There are some questions we're asking ourselves. It was not created Lucifer. It was created. It was, it was, it was an angel. It was a good angel. It was a powerful angel. It was, it was a beautiful angel. But sin was found in him. And he was able to lead one third of the angels to rebel against God. And then he was able to cause Adam and Eve, the human that God created in his image, he was able to also deceive them to rebel against God. So as the leader of the kingdom of darkness, Satan seeks demonically to pervert and nullify God's plan and his purpose throughout creation. That has been his modus operandi. This campaign of smearing God and causing people to rebel against him. Now, it is very, very important for us to understand it, that humility enables us to submit and subject ourselves to God's rule, whereas pride deceives us to turn away in opposition and in denial of God. And pride is a recipe for a fall. And fall is very catastrophic, as we will see it in the, as we have seen it in the story of Satan and as we will see it in the story of man. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 12 says, Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty. Before honor is humility. When we read that in expanded Bible, it says, Proud people will be ruined, but humble, but the humble will be honored. Okay, pride brings ruin. Pride is catastrophic. And we saw that catastrophe in the, in the story of Satan. And wherever he goes, all he spread is destruction. All he spread is ruin. All he spread is abomination. But he deceived a third of the angels and he deceived human that God has created in his own image and caused them to rebel against God. Matthew 23, verses, verse 12. Matthew 23, verse 12 says, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that humble himself shall be exalted. But the good news here is that two-thirds of the angels, even though they also, and this is important, even though they also had the, the will to rebel against God, even though they also have the will to rebel like Satan, like the other one-third of the angel, but they stay humble and they still loyal to God. Remember what I said, and this is important, and I will repeat this, none of this took God by surprise. And we're going to circle back to this question. Why did God, knowing fully well that this is going to happen, why did God allow it to happen? But the fact we are 
establishing here is that none of these took God by accident because he is God. Okay, we are talking about God here. So the testimony of the Bible is that sin and evil originated with Satan after and only after he was created. Sin and evil originated with Satan after and only after he was created. Now the question then is, but what caused him to commit the first sin of rebellion against God? The second question, if this happened before, if an angel that was created good, if an angel that was created beautiful, if an angel that dwelt in the very presence of God, if that angel can spontaneously become evil, if that angel can spontaneously become prideful, if that if sin and evil can originate with such a creature like Lucifer, and if he can then somehow deceive one third of the angels in heaven and they rebel with him, and if he can then deceive Adam and Eve who were created in the image of God, who were living in the Eden garden, in this bliss, in this delight, who this Two people who were having face-to-face, mouth-to-mouth fellowship with God. And Satan was still able to deceive them. Question. Can this happen again? Let us first take a look at that first question. So what caused Satan to commit the first sin of rebellion against God? That is a mystery. The Bible did not give us an answer to that question, but the Bible offers us some help, some, some pointer. Remember what we said in some of our previous teaching that the Bible don't always, always answer all our questions, okay? But there are some things that we can see in the scripture that help us to actually begin to understand why this happened. So we are going to read James chapter 1 verses 13 and 14. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own loss and enticed. There's one thing I want you to see here. It's only God that cannot be tempted with evil. And this is very, very important. God cannot be tempted with evil. Why? Because he is God. And I'm going to I'm going to go gently because this is important for us. You know, we're talking about the origin of evil. Yeah, there are some things we will never understand. But there are some things we can understand. The Bible says here that God cannot be, but angels could be. They tempted, they fell. So they could be tempted with evil. Man could they fell. So they could be tempted with evil. But God Because angels are not God, created in glory as they were, they were not God and they are not God. Human, when they were created, created as we were in the image of God, covered in his glory as it were, put in the garden of Eden as we were, man was not God. And this is very, very important. And the Bible says every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own loss and enticed. So what we see here. What James is helping us to grasp here is is helping us to understand the essence of sin. This is very important. That the essence of sin is yielding to temptation to indulge in our own selfish desire in total disregard of God's will. 
This is very important. That is the essence of sin. The essence of sin is number one, to disregard. First of all, sin is actually sin against God because we disregard. Remember what angels were created to be? They were created to fulfill his bidding, to obey his word speedily and efficiently. The very essence of sin is rebellion against God, is total disregard of God's will. The essence of sin is yielding to temptation to indulge us in our own selfish desire to do it our own way, which has become, you know, a thing in the world today. I did it my way. I did it my way. That is the essence of sin. Let it all hang out. I did it my way. James is telling us that that is the essence of sin to say, I doesn't matter. I don't care what God says. I don't care. God's will, I am going to do it my own way. Sin, I know I'm repeating it, but it is very, very important for us to understand this. And that is what we understand in the book of James, that the essence of sin is the yielding to temptation to indulge in our own selfish desire in total disregard of God's will. And we will see that that was the path to the fall in the case of Adam and Eve. That was what led to the fall. That was what and then you the chapter two of our story. But that was not the case for Satan, though. Okay, human yielded to temptation, okay? Because the serpent came. Satan spoke through the mouth of the serpent and they yielded. But that was not the case with Satan. We have no record that he was tempted by an external evil personality we have no record that he was tempted by any external evil force. So, how can we explain that? Now, this, is, this is very, very important. So, we are looking at this question of evil. All right. Yes, we have seen reading both for Satan and for human, the essence, the essence, the essence of sin is total disregard of God and yielding to this temptation to indulge in our own service. In case of human, that came from outside. But in case of the devil, it came from inside. Now, this is very, very important for us to understand. In case of human, that temptation came from outside. But in case of the devil, it came from inside. Looking at the story of, of the creation of angel and human, it seems, and the emphasis here is it seems now, very, very, we, 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 we are comparing scripture with scriptures. And where we read in book of Genesis, I mean, in book of James, sorry, it seems that the creation of creatures with a will, visible or invisible, automatically opens the door for sin and evil. Because these creatures are not and cannot be God. Even when, as in the case of women, they are created in the image of God, or as in the case of Satan, they are created perfect, anointed, and even walk upon the holy mountain. Now, this is very, very important. When God created angels and human with a will, that automatically opened the door for the possibility of sin and evil. Now, God did not want to create angels and humans as robots. God created angels and God created humans. God decided in his sovereignty to create them 
with a will. So that means that once God created these two creatures with a will, that means that this automatically opened the door for sin and evil. That may then suggest the reason why God created angels first. God knew that by creating these creatures with will, God knew automatically that the possibility of evil and sin present itself because they have will. If they have will, that means they have the will to obey or disobey God. And God knew that this was going to happen. It did not take God by surprise. God was not gambling when he created angels with a will and when he created human with a will. God was not gambling when he created them that way and then waiting and see whether they will rebel or not. God wants to create these two level of creation. It was God's desire. It was God's sovereign will to create them human and create angels with will. And God knew that Satan will rebel. God knew that man will fall. That will create a problem. But God was not taken by surprise because God have an answer. And that the whole story that we are reading actually was God's answer to this problem. That God, unless if God has to create gods, that is where we will not have this problem. Unless if God wants to stay alone as his God. I mean, he's not alone. <laughs> there are three of them. Unless if God wants to be God by himself, then there will be no problem of evil. There will be no problem of sin. But God wants to create angels and God wants to create humans that have will, that will love him and serve him by their will. And God knew that the creation of such creatures will automatically open the possibility of evil and sin, even if we say that that doesn't mean it will happen, but it definitely opened the possibility. And this is very, very important. The fact that humans and angels were created with will opens the possibility of sin and evil for eternity. Ooh, really? But then why, why are we so sure that in the new heaven and the new earth, if the possibility if the probability is there, why are we so sure that this will not happen again? God knew that there's something that he will need to do. That once he does it, it reduces the possibility or the probability of this happening again. It reduces it to zero. And I've jumped ahead of myself. I've jumped far ahead of myself. Okay, Ooh, let's let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. So I'm going to end this here today because there's 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 a whole lot going on here, and I'm going to go over some of this thing again. But let me let me stop where we where what with what I said. So when we look when we have read this James chapter one, and we're going to read James when we come back the next time by the grace of God, and we look through the scripture, it will, you, the the conclusion is that it will seem that the creation of creatures with a will, visible or invisible, automatically opens the door for sin and evil. So what then is sin? What then is evil? And those are some of the things we will be looking at when we come back later. Because angels are not God, because humans are not God, when God created them with will, it automatically opened the door, the probability, the possibility for sin. And if God must have creature with will, God needed to 
deal with that. Wow. And that is what we see God doing. In other words, this whole story does not take God by surprise. This whole story was fulfilling the will of God. Nothing takes God by He is God. God making all things work together for his own good. He is God. So I'm going to stop there before I <laughs> go on again. And we are going to pick this up. I want you to know that this God loves you. He knows what is necessary and demanded to save us from this world that is, you know, rushing towards destruction. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that those who are believing him will not perish but have everlasting life. Look, if you are not a Christian, if you are not born again, you need to. The time is short. Come to him and accept that you are a sinner. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. He will save you. Ask him to save you. He will. He's there with you right now. He is God. And when you do that, you'll become a member of the family of God, a citizen of his kingdom, and he will work the rest of your life with you. And when this is all over, you'll spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. Do it now. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.